Hello and welcome to the Nashville Daily Podcast. I'm Stuart Deming. And I'm Aaron Pennington. One Nashville CEO says even in a recession, Nashville could be ahead of the curve. Have you ever wondered what other Nashvillians thought of your neighborhood? Well, now there's a map for that. Plus, how does Metro Nashville plan to use the land they own along the East Bank? We'll talk about all of this and more on Nashville Daily. guys know we're thinking at nashville and thinking about nashville daily well if you're thinking nashville make sure that you are thinking brad it's one of those things where you you come into nashville you come into the radius of nashville a couple things happen you forget how to drive that's true you also you also think brad it's one of the it's one of the two things that happens here in nashville if you don't know who brad is he's a nashville based realtor he's closing in on 200 million dollars in sales he knows nashville real estate like nobody else, even uh, the the neighborhoods we're going to be talking about here, he's not allowed to talk about them in the way that we're going to be talking about them, uh, but he knows them <laughs> really well. And uh, you should give Brad a call or a text at 615-856-3270 if you want somebody who knows Nashville like nobody else. You can learn about the Nashville market at his YouTube channel, at Think Brad. Uh, and you can find more information uh, at thinkbrad.com. All right, so a local CEO here in Nashville, Colin Reed, he's the CEO and chairman of the of Ryman Hospitality Properties, and they are the ones who own all of the Gaylords throughout the country. They own Old Red with Blake Shelton. They also the Ryman. The Ryman. They have the Grand Ole Opry. Uh, they have a lot of products. <laughs> uh, General Jackson, uh, he was speaking at a recent Nashville Business Journal breakfast event. General Jackson. Uh, uh, the no, General Jackson, yeah. Um, at, at Lipscomb University last week. And he basically said some really good things that, even if we are in a recession right now, Nashville is going to be able to be ahead of the curve compared to other cities. Uh, so he really talked about how Ryman hospitality properties were seeing bookings three to five years out Yep, uh, because of the pandemic and people really couldn't get together or they couldn't do things with their, their companies, groups, uh, things like that. He was saying that be, because of that absence of, of kind of group activity or conferences that they were seeing bookings for up to five years out, uh, for these, for these, uh, conferences and, and things like that. He, he said, he thinks that, uh, in the, the, the flavorful words of it all, he's saying people, you know, missed being together and all this stuff, but really the, the, the meat of it is people are booking five years out. So he thinks because of that and seeing that he thinks Nashville will actually hold strong because of Nashville's strong entertainment uh, as portion of their city and that that is going to hold for a long time. Yeah, so he, he quoted, uh, or he's quoted saying, I think the human mind said live entertainment and being out and doing things is so important to us as human beings. That is why I think Nashville will be able to sustain itself through downturns. They, they also have been through the 0809 recession, um, and they said in the 20, or excuse me, the 2009 financial crisis, Ryman took a hit, but compared to the rest of the industry, 
it was down about 10%. The rest of the industry was down about 30, 35%. Um, so they, they think they're in really good shape. Um, and they've been around since uh, 2001, I believe. Um, they've previously been known as Gaylord Entertainment Company. All right. So I found this map online. Just I was searching for random things for this podcast. And I found this. Door. Map we we won't ask questions. Uh, yeah, I, I searched for a lot of <laughs> random things uh, for this podcast, but I found this map and it's from hoodmaps.com. And I was like, well, I wonder what they say about Nashville. So we're just going to throw this up and read some of these because this is pretty darn funny and pretty accurate. And so uh, l- let's go downtown. Let's okay. let's take a stroll downtown. Uh, Greg gets a little bit of a break. Yeah, and this, this is this just is us. Not, this is not Greg. This yeah, is somebody else. These still do not represent the views of Greg. Um, this is represent represents the view of hoodmaps.com. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so, so let's start with what people actually think about this, uh, about your neighborhood. This is what exactly what this map represents in downtown. Uh, none other than, uh, I, I like how it's so specific with the colors too. It's like a heat map, yeah, uh, bachelorette for, parties. For, yeah. Bachelorette parties, except for the blue where it says suits over here. I'm like, that's not suits, bro. Like on Joe Johnson and stuff. <laughs> uh, it has Batman. Uh, and then let me see if I can zoom in. It just says Batman. That's it just it. literally says Batman. Preds. Uh, some, some vomit. Some vomit. <laughs> uh, this is what tourists call music row. That's true. Uh, over on Church Street, they think that's honky tonks. Oh. That's oh, not true. Uh, that's not true. Poor honky tonks. Poor real honky tonks. Yeah, poor real honky tonks. Um. Oh, where are we going to next? We're going to the gulch. Okay. Wings and murals. That that's we hear that all the time. Where do I go to find the wings? Yeah. That that's that's exactly how uh, people I, see this. I, I, when I when I am asked that question, what I do is I refer them to the wings at Peg Leg Porker. Oh, that's a good <laughs> because one. Because they're chicken wings. That's a good one. The angel wings. Uh, we're going to head into Midtown now. Uh, Muscle Bros and Club Dress Nose. Yeah, so this is Demumbrian <laughs> Hill, and then Rich Kids Douchebag, uh, Douche Bro Bars. Also, Naked Statue at that's the Roundabout. What, that's, that's, that's what I call that's it. Very accurate. I do want to go to this Germantown real quick because I, I think this is really funny because uh, it's so accurate. Let me zoom out real quick. One one sur- section just says, "Please stop moving here." Yeah, so this is this is pretty accurate for the Kroger uh, that's found in Germantown. Yes. That is that is very true. And then uh, I, I I really want to go to like the very wealthy area, uh, stay minty vacation rentals. No idea what that is. Uh, but I really want to go to the the wealthy areas of like Bell Mead. Also, if you're not watching this episode, I would, I would highly <laughs> encourage yeah. you visit the link in the show notes or go to NashvilleDailyPodcast.com. Uh, for this portion of the episode. So this is in Bellmead and uh, it, <laughs> it says, says you can't <laughs> afford to live here. <laughs> uh, top 1%. And uh, this one's pretty funny. Former slave owners, probably rich and snazzy here. It's just, it's just, it's a very, but let's zoom out a little bit and, and get like a good, like the big highlights for these areas. Um, the, uh, it's uh, <laughs> this area out. just says terrible. This, oh, this one's funny. Uh, Terrible apartments, yes. So all of them when are. You're, when you're when you're when you're <laughs> zoomed out, it says terrible smoke chicken apartments. Yes, all of them are. <laughs> uh, most likely to have a car wreck in the, this kind of South Nashville area. Um, but zoom out even more um, to see 
uh, all of East Nashville. The, there's one word that is very common throughout the East Nashville area. Hipsters. Hipsters. Yeah. Hipsters so. in historic homes. Hipsters, hipsters. Trust fund hipsters, hipsters. And then uh, another part of East Nashville, gunshots or fireworks. Yeah, gunshots and fireworks. So this is a great map. So if you want to go deep into the weaves, uh, th- this one's funny. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Where, oh, I just saw it. Where did it go? It was really funny. Like how in Hendersonville oh. it says Taylor H- Swift H- was H- here. Hendersonville. They do a lot of drugs out here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's an interesting map. It's very detailed if you want to go into uh, your portion of your neighborhood. And they, you could write into it. Yeah, so you it's can great. submit. This is uh, this is for for everybody, and uh, for all the all the users of the internet can contribute to this. Uh, so yeah, if you want to uh, submit your own section for what you think about somebody else's neighborhood or your neighborhood uh, in general, go ahead and put that in. It's it's uh, visit the link in the show notes for that. It's very entertaining. You could be there four hours. All right, let's head over to Explorers Nashville tip of the day. For Explorers Nashville tip of the day, it's a great day to visit a museum in Nashville because there may be pop-up thunderstorms. It's just that time of the year where they Sounds may happen about right. at any time. And they have a really cool exhibit at the Frisk Art Museum, and it's Knights in Armor. And I keep seeing some of their TikToks or their Instagram reels around town. And they were doing this to really promote uh, the Knights in Armor, but it was a guy dressed in armor going around Nashville to different venues. And so he went to, like, the Nashville SC. <laughs> he walked around downtown. It's pretty entertaining. So, yeah, it's pretty entertaining. And also, he's probably really, really warm in that Knights of Armor. In that, oh, that, that yeah. Armor. He may want to be out in the thunderstorm. Yeah. Wait, he might, uh, he, might feel he good. may not want to be in the thunderstorm yeah, because he's made, he's made, of, made metal. of metal. So he's just, yeah, electric. That would be, yeah. be funny. It would be. But, yeah, that, but yeah if you want to uh, see, there, there are a few exhibits at the first, but Knights in Armor is the kind of their featured one that they're talking about. And then I you believe could, right uh, now. Yeah, and then you can go eat at the stationery at Union Station. Ooh, yeah, that is that is new. It's relatively uh, new. Yeah, I've, last uh, five months. So let's say I haven't really heard anything about it yet. I have not either. But uh, but it's there. <laughs> but it's there. If you want to eat at the uh, the stationery Union Station close to the Fritz, uh, Fritz the Frist Museum, and see the Knights. There. All right. That is Explorers National Tip of the Day. Today's episode of Nashville Daily is brought to you by Blessed Day Coffee. If you're looking for some caffeine like I need right now because I'm kind of tired, that's why I keep struggling <laughs> over my words, you can use code EXPLORE20 at checkout. Uh, if you're in the Nashville area, you can also get free delivery. That Explore 20 XPLR 20 will take 20% off your order. Some of the most fresh and sustainable coffee here in Nashville, you can get for 20% off. If you're in Nashville, you can get some free delivery depending on where you are, which will probably be most of you. And that's a, a heck of a deal. Um, what's even better of a deal than that is that uh, we have a custom um, uh, blend with blessed day coffee right now. We have two of them that you can check out. One of them is the Tennessee sunrise blonde roast. And that's a little Chemex setup right there. If you've never made 
blonde roast in a Chemex. It's absolutely incredible. It'll change your life. It, 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 yeah, it yeah. will. Um, and it, I mean, it's just a great roast to to really wake up to. Mm-hmm. Um, especially Nashville is a very light roast town, and so there's a lot of people who would like this. If you're thinking about getting coffee, maybe as a gift for somebody, this could be the one to get. You're getting it at 20% off if you're a Nashville free delivery. And also, if you have those dark roast lovers in your family, or if that is you yourself, uh, then you can also get this. All the, the second thing that we've combined with Blessed Day Coffee to make the Nashboro Espresso Roast, one of their most popular dark roasts. And uh, it, this is great for anybody who is making espresso or really loves that dark roast espresso flavor. Uh, can get a lot out of this. And then you get the double wake up, of course. Yeah, because our faces are on. <laughs> and you're like, oh, hi, Stuart and Aaron. That's I, that kind of second I was, kick. To, I was about to watch you on YouTube, but I guess I'm going to enjoy <laughs> your coffee face. Yeah. <laughs> face <laughs> that's coffee. A, that's one way to put it. <laughs> uh, but let us know if you if you have any of those roasts and, and, and you like it, or if you have a, a photo of our faces next to our faces from the podcast to the, to the, uh, the coffee bag. Let us know. Please send, send us a yeah, picture of that. that. Please send it to us. We, we may us. send you something in return. Yeah, like for, a, for sending like us a coffee bag. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I do that. All right. So the last few days, or the, the, today, yesterday, and a couple of days last week, we've covered in depth this topic about the East Bank. The Metro government released an 81-page PDF about what the vision is and the long-term uh, goals for the East Bank, and we're going to highlight today the land that Metro Nashville actually owns in the East bank. And it's actually surprising. They don't own much of the land in the East bank. Well, it's very interesting. The land that they do own in the East bank, uh, as well. It's not all of the East bank, but it is, it's like the main chunk of the East bank. It it is. So it's very interesting what they own. And this is really important to understand uh, to kind of understand how Nashville and the other neighborhoods that will be developed in the future, the Riverside development, uh, maybe going into that, uh, what did we call it? Davidson's Bend, uh, going into that could give a, a future understanding of how all of those things could be approached by understand how they're approaching the uh, metro-owned land in the East Bank in general. So let's start with um, this this map that shows metro-owned land in the East Bank. And I think this is important to know because uh, this may determine who really has control over the the direction of the East Bank. Is it going to be a lot of private developers or is it really going to be Metro Nashville or is it going to be the Titans? Yeah. Yeah. We have no idea. Probably the, <laughs> probably the Titans. I mean, I mean when you really honest. think about it, uh, yeah, I mean, it's let's, just, let's it's, be honest. It's just, that's the economic <laughs> hub of all of this is the Titan stadiums. They're the ones who are going to be in control of this. Uh, so the area that we're looking at and still that we're, we're not too big of fans of this name. This is central waterfront. So the area that's dotted around, uh, this is central waterfront. So this is all of the land that Metro owns in the central waterfront. And then these blue little teal uh, colors found throughout the East bank are other properties that Metro Nashville owns as well. And so we're really going to be diving deep into what they're going to be offering at the central waterfront. I think they should probably call it stadium waterfront. I think that's a kind of a cool name. Ooh, um, we, waterfront East was thrown out yesterday as well. Yeah, waterfront East. 
Goliath Stadium Waterfront. Stadium uh, Waterfront. Or like. Mix something with the Titans or, yeah, name. Like a mythical god. Yeah. Her- Her- yeah. Hercules Waterfront. M- maybe. That would be cool. Yeah. You could probably. Yeah. Let us know. Get creative in the comments and let us know. All right. So we're going to be highlighting more of this neighborhood. So I think we're go down here first. Skip this page. Okay. So we are here. And we're going to show this little map, and there's a little, a few different numbers here in the central waterfront. Okay, so, and I do want to mention, I think it's very interesting that most of the uh, metro-owned land is going to be a part of the Titans' move from their old area to their new area, which metro owns, and they're really going to depend on for the East Bank, but they don't want to be a stadium city Yeah, as well. Because we're we're an education city. (laughs) Which, yeah, just look at the, the records for public schools in Nashville and see what happens. All right. So number one, event plazas. So this is going to be closest to the stadium. You're going to see 2nd Street, uh, South 2nd Street. Uh, they're running there. And then the dome at the top of your image there. But this this event plaza, uh, these are actually going to serve a couple purposes. Obviously, the community purpose, uh, like supporting local festivals, markets, and other events. Uh, but will also be used to slow down stormwater with uh, permeable pavements and landscapes. And this is going to be huge. I think all the park features and all of these features are really going to support making sure things don't flood. Yeah, so we we, we covered (laughs) that in depth on, uh, I believe it was last Thursday's episode, uh, and that's where the water storage is going to be underneath. And so now we'll go down to number two, which is still an extension of that park. Yes. So uh, number two, places for recreation. Uh, So they are also like the first one. They're going to support neighborhood gathering, interaction, passive and active recreation. This to me is going to feel very much like Bicentennial Capital Mall State Park, which is heavily used. Uh, Very, very much used within the Germantown and downtown community. Uh, But also uh, they're going to store and uh, restore stormwater uh, storm restores stormwater through green infrastructure to improve ecological performance of, I guess, of the area. All right. So let's go down to number three. Number is that a little amphitheater I see in this rendering? That is correct. Oh, uh, that's cool. So uh, number three is River's Edge. So this will show how the natural environment and resilience efforts intertwine to mitigate flooding. And then they're going to support observation and nature trails uh through here as well which is, is this a pier this little thing right here i think that's going to be a pier oh the little a or whatever that is that is very interesting huh. i'm not sure all right so let's go to number four this is what we've talked about uh with the kayaking lane and stuff and then the dock this is super exciting all right so i keep wondering if that's the pedestrian bridge and they just didn't put it across the water uh, what you said might, might be the pier yeah that makes sense you're right yeah Okay. That fits in where it was supposed to be. Okay. Uh, number four, the living shoreline where uh, Stuart pointed out the, the docks as well. Uh, this will explore how natural waterways protect fragile ecosystems and uh, reintegrate stormwater. They also support contact with the river and natural uh, river and nature through boating and greenways. We saw a rendering of this that we'll show here in a little bit how some of these docks have really kind of two components to it. One for smaller boats, one for larger boats Yeah, and how we can kind of use both of those. The thing that's really fascinating, if you don't mind keeping this rendering up for yeah, a second, yeah, yeah. there's a little canella here 
in the middle of this. That canal does not exist right now. No. It also kind of pops out of, out of oh, nowhere. This is the pedestrian bridge. Oh. So that is going to be a pier. Oh. Oh, Nashville's going to have a little pier. Okay. Very cool. An A-shaped pier. Good to see it up appearing. Appearing. Yeah. I, I like this little body of water, too. That's fascinating. Okay. Yeah. If, if there's a little canal that could run through there, I wonder that if would be... I wonder if there's even more. Amazing. Nope. Okay. There's not. <laughs> oh, there is. Oh, there's a little one right there, too. A little tiny one. little oh. tiny baby canal. Interesting. I wonder if that's for flood management. It very well could be. Um, all right. So we're going to continue on through this PDF. And again, that rendering uh, will show a little bit later of that riverfront and the the docks. And maybe it'll have that pier area so we can see that again. I, I don't think it did. Not in that, not in that rendering. All right. So we're, we're here at this other map. And so you're going to end up reading these. Uh, but the number one here in the left-hand corner, and this is almost next to the domed Titan Stadium, this is going to be the mo- mobility hub. And so this is an example of what the mobility hub is going to look like right here if this rendering with Union Station. I wonder if there's going to be lawsuits because there's already a Union Station in Nashville. There are a lot of Union Stations throughout the United that's, States. That's true. So I wonder if it, this is the Union Station East. Uh, I am not sure. Sure. Uh, but the mobility hub is going to be very focused on transit and what's going to be happening with the transit. And then the number two, what, what is number two on this little thing? All right. So number two is described as the East Bank Gateway. This is what we had talked about that really uh, goes down. Is it Riverside Drive? Waterfront? Waterside Drive. Waterside Drive. Yeah, people it, are gonna mess that up yeah, a ton. It, it should it be like should Riverside be, or Waterfront. Yeah, it should be what, not Waterside. Yeah, it should be Riverside. Drive. Um, okay, so this is gonna be that East Bank Gateway that we said is gonna appear uh, once you kind of get off the bridge at Jefferson Street going into the East Bank. Um, it's just going to be the same thing we read yesterday. That visually prominent gateway into the East Bank, uh, and that's envisioned for the site between the James Robertson Parkway and the Woodland Street bridges. So I actually think this is going to be pretty large to be seen by the Woodland Street Bridge. Yeah, if that's, I think, if that's I think kind of if, what they're saying. Uh, if I remember correctly, this is before the relocation of the Titan Stadium. This is going to be a bunch of skyscrapers uh, from the first renderings that came out in like February uh, very well could 2022. Be. It very well could be. 3A is a really interesting area. This is, uh, I'm actually really three excited. 3A and 3B yeah, is both, what this both, mentions here. Both of them can be very huge for the East Bank. All right. So uh, they, they say this is going to be kind of a cultural terrace. Uh, they said it uh, an area that shouldn't just be for tourists, which this I, is kind I, of funny. <laughs> I never really imagined the East Bank for tourists anyway. I did for uh, Titans games. Well, yeah, but with the yeah. way that they described it, I mean, it's going to have a lot of uh, shops and restaurants and, and hotels. And it's going to hotels, have and, hotels. And, and, yeah. but when you make it friendly for that that pedestrian transportation and a lot of walking and biking, then you're naturally going to have a lot of people who want to actually live there as well. I wonder if they're um, going to block uh, transportainment vehicles in the East Bank. Probably, probably, but we, we haven't talked about the living side of that, of the East bank yet. Yeah. It really hasn't been talked about yet. And I think that's very important. If you're saying it's not just for tourists. Okay. Who's going to live there. What is that going to look like? Mm -hmm. Uh, We've talked about getting around the East bank, but we haven't talked about living at the East bank. Um, But so 
they they don't want it to be for tourists, but at the same time, this is this is funny to me. Uh, they have a lot of cultural sites such as museums, theaters, and galleries, which I think. Who goes to museums, theaters, and galleries? I, I think especially for museums and galleries, it's uh, it could be a lot of tourists yeah. that go to those places. Uh, but they say these could be located adjacent to a landing of an existing bridge to allow for direct pedestrian access from both sides of the river. Uh, two potential options for the location of a cultural terrace have been explored. Okay, so it's not 3A and 3B. It's 3A or 3B. Uh, option A, south of the Woodland Street Bridge. Option B, north of the John Siegenthaler Pedestrian Bridge. Should be both of them. Yeah, these kinds of uses will help activate the East Bank and its neighborhoods on a day when the Titan Stadium is not in use. This may have been why John Cooper pushed for TPAC uh, to have theaters as mentioned in this, to have TPAC um, in the where, where PSC Metals is currently located. It, that makes a little bit more sense now. I didn't, I didn't necessarily understand it uh, then, but I, I do now. All right, so we're going to go into the Titan Stadium right now, and we're going to look at number four, and this is the Titan Stadium Village. This is awesome. Yeah, so let me. I'll put your computer back here on the screen. So Titan, Titan Stadium Village, we took an attempt at looking at Chicago's kind of stadium village. We're going to use the reference image that... Uh, they put in this PDF today, uh, but they're going to say for the Titan Stadium Village, it's a mixed-use stadium village and pedestrian promenade area. Um, th that's what's envisioned to be developed around Titan Stadium. Whether the stadium moves or remains in place, it will be moved. Uh, this area will not only provide game or event day activities, but also activity throughout the week. The Titans, uh, the stadium village will seamlessly transition into East Bank Park. Just don't know if I'm sold on that name and other catalysts located on Metro owned land in order to create a network of activated publicly accessible spaces on the East bank. So when they say activated, do they just mean active used? Okay. I think. All right. So um, let's look at this example from Chicago real quick. This is the, the sample I was looking for yesterday and that failed because Greg was lost in Chicago. <laughs> we, to be fair, we had a, go to a lot of places really quick. So, uh, so this is a, this is a great <laughs> example. And then the stadiums, I think right here to the left, and then you have all this mixed use of the restaurants and everything. This is a great example of Chicago. And then this is what I have no idea where this is. Is that in Chicago as well? Um, it could be, but the thing I, I want to talk about <laughs> is number five, and this is the pedestrian bridge. And well, before before we get to the pedestrian bridge, because I want to bring up example an example from another city that I think is very interesting in the talks of how to like activate a place uh, and use it on its uh, day off uh, or from a Titans game or something like that. It's a place that I always see busy. It's near a park. It's near a river. We talked about uh, a place close to this on yesterday's episode. And this is uh, close to the St. Louis Cathedral, the French Quarters, Jackson Square in New Orleans, Louisiana. We'll throw the, the image here on this screen. Jackson Square, if you if you kind of if Greg can look to the left, there is Jackson. Uh, Jackson Square is a, a park an actually very well maintained park just beyond that fence line. But every day in New Orleans, 
there are hundreds of street vendors. Yeah. Mostly for art. And, but don't and forget some, Nashville got rid of the street vendors. I know. Yeah. Which is very interesting because they mentioned Supposedly. street vendors in this document. Mm. Um, and so, but there are hundreds of, and, and New Orleans is a big tourist town as well. The French quarters are filled with tourists, just like Broadway. Um, and uh, hundreds and thousands of people come to uh, this this square. Th- these vendors are all around the park uh, to show off art and sell their art and and be on the streets on a daily basis. Now, this is, I know it's not exactly um, you know what the they probably envision. They probably envision more of the St. Louis example uh, there, but it's an area that I see well utilized as far as. Um, you know, vendors and street vendors and uh, being a, a lot of people in a public place near a river on a daily basis. All right. So now let's get into the pedestrian bridge. And there may be a few changes to the pedestrian bridge. On yesterday's episode, we men- mentioned the expansion of the pedestrian bridge, which would make it probably the top uh, longest pedestrian bridge in the world. I think it would be darn close. Uh, but some of the changes may include like a curved type exit and they have renderings of this. And then we have a great ex- uh, example from Louisville, to, uh, not Tennessee, Louisville, <laughs> Kentucky. So let's, uh, so your computer's on the screen there. You can see uh, where this might land because it may be going over top of an intersection. Apparently. Yeah. Um, theoretically it's going to exit close to the stadium. Looks like it may, uh, it, there could be a possibility depending on where the stadium is exit beyond the stadium but either way it looks like it's going to extend and dump off near south second street kind of that new that new south second street and as soon as i saw this i said okay i know an example of this Uh, i've seen it in in louisville kentucky they have something very similar to where it's a very so that way it's not a very steep uh entrance ramp an exit ramp it's a very slow moderate kind of walk up and it's kind of curved to the top and you can kind of, uh, it's, it's basically like in a highway entrance ramp that curls around. Oh, Greg can walk on that thing. Oh, uh, that's I, very I nice. It's Greg. It's a guy named David Hall. So thank you, <laughs> David Hall for capturing. This. Oh, okay. Does Greg have a friend? Yeah. It's named David. Okay. Very, very nice. And so, so that curved is a nice soft. Yes, it, it is long. That's for sure. But, uh, you know, it's not going to get you out of breath by the time you get up to the pedestrian bridge. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a very nice bridge. I passed it the other day when I was there. And then uh, earlier you mentioned you wanted to show the dock photo. So let me find that one more time. The one that you mentioned. You can find it. Page 75. There's page a good 75. There's a good example of the dock photo. It's in a new section, but I think it's pretty crystal clear. All right, so this is page 75, and this is a great example of the pedestrian bridge in the distance, the ghost ballet. It's interesting that the uh, the river building that's still there in the rendering, I think that should be demolished. Uh, it but probably will be. What, what you're seeing here is a two-fold dock, and on one side it's for kayaks. On the other side, it's for boats. So, like, it's a, just a great example, and I still love how they threw this in here, the General Jackson in the distance of and, that and rendering. Theoretically, according to what we've seen today, the pier would be behind yes. where this rendering is. So just behind it would be some kind, kind of pier-ish an a feature. Pier. I mean, uh, why not just go for it? Yeah. Get a big old pier, uh, put a Ferris wheel on it. Ooh. 
and uh, be like just be like all the other cities, no, like London and all the other cities that have Ferris wheels. That's yeah, the first one yeah. I could think. Of. I wonder what could be what what could top that. What could top a Ferris wheel on a pier? A roller coaster. Oh, a little because you remember that building they proposed back in like 2016. I do. It was a roller coaster on the side of a building. I, I think do. that would be pretty cool for the East. I, <laughs> I think that would be cool as well. Let us know what would top a uh, uh, a a pier, a pier, and a what should be on top of the pier? Yeah, what should be on top of the pier? Because I can't think of a. I can't think of it either. So, <laughs> what should be on top of the pier? <laughs> Thank you for listening to Nashville Daily. To learn more about today's episode, visit NashvilleDailyPodcast.com. And to stay connected, head to our Discord and you can find the link at NashvilleDailyPodcast.com slash connect. Nashville Daily is now offering tours. If you'd like to take a tour of downtown Nashville, head to the link in the show notes or find out more details at NashvilleDailyPodcast.com. Nashville Daily Podcast is an Explore.Nash production. Copyright 2022.